What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 133 of Super GG Radio, an NPR Illinois podcast where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and bouncer of the evening, Alex Arona. Uh, well, the bouncer wasn't a very good game. There, I said it. All right, noobs. Let's see your IDs. Looks like the first one up is Joel DeWitt. Here it says that your hair color is brown. Prove it. I have, I think I've seen you with hair once. Dark, dark brown was, it's, it's gone out. Do you remember, uh, hair do i remember having hair yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yes it was a lifetime ago but okay at one point in my life i did have hair i actually for a while i had like the little like lawn hair emo kind of pullover thing going on back when i had enough hair to do that but okay. uh yeah no screw you and whoever wrote this intro in because i'm i'm not doing it now <laughs> <laughs> fine next in line it looks like eric gettinger but but my friends call me getty you have for the last 115 episodes, Alex. Who's your friends? I thought this podcast, but... I, I thought you only had one name, Daddy. Me too. <laughs> He's had several names throughout my lifetime, and I'm generally responsible for most of them. I apologize, Getty. Tough luck, Getty, though. Let's move on. Last person here is Alec Parks. Seems like everything is in order here. Woohoo! Looks like I made it out unscathed. Oh no, there's plenty of scathing here. Uh, in fact, this week we bombard the podcast with early adopters. We got, we seriously have a l- massive amount of early adopters. Something about Linux and the new... Mm, who let this one slip by? We're not... Mm, mm. And we finally talk Deathloop in the backlog. Buckle in because it's about to get cray-cray. First up, early adopters. <laughs> where we play alphas, betas, and apparent inspiration for this week's intro. Let me tell you guys a real life story. I don't know if I like this segue. <laughs> okay. Now the segue works somewhere. So, um, I have a child, nine months what? old, and sleeps uh, through the night okay, wakes up three times a night. That's beautiful. Uh, Wednesday, woke up every hour on the hour, sometimes on the half an hour. Uh, and uh, I was very upset and very frustrated, and my whole week has been shot. Uh, yesterday, started doing it again. Uh, the third time, three in the morning, I, I walk in there and I'm actually kind of stern. I'm like stopping my feet and I'm like, baby, mm, getting tired of this. You got to go to bed. And as soon as I walk in, I hear, keep going. You can do it. And then I see flashing lights in the corner and I'm like, oh, it's like a toy, like walker that if you don't play with it after like an hour, it lights up and like encourages you because it's supposed to be for babies to learn how to walk. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? Fair, fair enough. That thing is frightening at like four in the morning. The light's <laughs> flashing. I'm going I'm to turn this off. Went to sleep. No problems. But I got to tell you right now, I'm an exhausted man. And we played exhausted man. Nailed it. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, no. Fair. I just Come like on. to now- think Alex walk into the room like my bad, baby. My bad. Yep. I've, I've said it many times. I've said it many times. Exhausted Man is a, f- a physics-style game where you are a man who is very tired and refuses to get up. What physics? <laughs> His butt. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure he has bones. <laughs> no, no. He has bones because there's, in the animation, when you, like, reel up to move forward, you hear uh-huh. a crack, a very distinct, disgusting uh... crack. So your character... Uh, will raise his butt and then <laughs> slide it back down, and that'll move his his limp body across the floor like a wet noodle. And the game will give you uh, uh, they will give you uh, different missions like go and turn off the light, and you have to move your butt and sh- and force yourself uh-huh. up the wall, which your guy defies gravity because he does kind of like slither up the side of the wall, and with yep. your hand that barely again it also just like limp you can gr- yeah, yeah. press a grab button yeah there pretty much are no physics per se like moving up the wall it's the same speed that you do on the floor it's basically like a sideways floor in the way it works uh the you know this is definitely that kind of like purposefully bad to control kind of games where it's hoping that you take pleasure in just the act of moving around as much as you're trying to complete objectives just like the the objectives themselves 
uh, one, they weren't always the most straightforward. Like, they'd refer to things. Oh, thank you, Joel. That was (laughs) my biggest, like, difficulty with the game. So I can get past the awkward movement. As a matter of fact, I spent, like, four or five minutes just doing the bumper to watch him like snake around and Twir- curl because he twirls he like just spins in a and spot. his arms just yeah Rap. they do like the weird spaghetti arms but the objectives like it says grab small and i'm like what the hell's a small <laughs> <laughs> turns out it was a knife yeah it, one of them said something like uh grab hashtag yellow so i'm i'm starting to think like maybe in this demo it's supposed to say the names but somehow like the text is getting out as some sort of subtext that's not supposed to be seen. Like See, a programming, programming language or something I'm like that? I'm not sure. Yeah. Because after you complete like the objective, he'll the character, he'll do like the thought bubble and it'll say something like, oh yeah, I meant the knife. <laughs> so I uh, feel like it's specifically supposed to be misleading or it wants you to try different things to complete the objective. But or get, I think he, that it's also he's just so tired that he can't put together coherent thoughts. That's how I felt Thursday. That could That's be. exactly what I was thinking. So so tired Fair. you can't think of the words you're t- looking for. How many times has that happened to you, Alex? It happened to me. I was teaching a class, and I was. I, it happened to me like seven times. It's going to happen twice during the podcast tonight. Yeah. Yes. As long That's as we don't let Alex Google I didn't think anything. Yeah, I couldn't Did think you, of Tim and Eric earlier. That's for, Did, it's totally Did you play this, Alec? I didn't. Okay. All right. So, like, there is a, a sort of premise of a story going on. Like, it, it just introduces him as being the exhausted man. But in between different levels, what what they do is have you placed down in this sort of, like, four-by-four four square swatch of room, like, different items. So, like, a table or a bed or a knife or a toaster. And each one will come with its own accompanied text. It'll be like, uh, you know... You can pick up a Kleenex bottle or a bowl, and if you go to Kleenex, it'll say something like, I've been using a lot of these lately. Or if you go to the bowl, it'll say, well, I'm not sure how much use I'm going to have of this anymore. Uh, one of the items in the first round is just a big red piece of paper that says die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a poster. Yeah. So, uh, and then when you look at it at some point, he refers to a her. So I am assume, assume there's going to be something happening with that. Uh, so it, it, it builds a little bits of story by adding these items each round and then those items more and more become part of the objectives Mm, so like you have additional complexity as you go on just because of the sheer amount of stuff you end up putting in that room yeah and they make it like yeah it's like oh i'll put the put the kleenex box somewhere put the knife somewhere put this poster up and then it says move the kleenex box near the light switch and you have to like go and readjust the whole room uh, yeah, uh, this one I, I had I had difficulty trying to control the exhausted man, but I think obviously that's the point. I like that the art is very claymation-y. It looks like uh, a claymation cartoon in a way that I really enjoy. And uh, I also like the... Ugh. Every oh, time yes. you would like... Every <laughs> time you got you try too to move. exhausted. Mm-hmm. So is there a <laughs> limit to how much you can move in each level? So Yeah, there's an energy bar and... <laughs> It, it refills if you sit still for a second. So, like, if, as long as you don't, like, go crazy, you're not going to harm yourself in the game. I think there is technically a way for you to, like, kill yourself by keep on trying to move over and over again. But, uh, the, fu- but the funnier part is that you have that, that uh, energy bar, and once it depletes, you waiting, you see the sun set and the sunrise. <laughs> like, it is literally a full day before he moves again. So it is. Uh, it's a depression simulator. I don't know. That's that's what I think it means. Hmm. Like I think that's what I was trying to tell you. It's fun though. I it's would love fun. to get like a two-player mode and try and compete against somebody else. <laughs> oh, can you imagine just <laughs> writhing on top of each other? I can imagine Whoa. like first Whoa. person to the Kleenex box wins, and then you like <laughs> grab the other person and don't move, and you just watch them like that, sliding that's both, across but, the floor. That's both the last this that's both the last thing this game will ever have and also the thing I want most from it. <laughs> it's fun though. It's I, very fun. The controls purposely made to be difficult, but if you can get past that and you can get okay at it. I don't know if you can be like 
an Good. expert. I, by the end, I was able to do some of the more difficult challenges that it was throwing at me with mild yep. success. Relative ease. Mild it's success. That, it's that kind of octopath. Not octopath. Uh, Octodad. It's that octodad Quop, sensibility. Yeah. Yeah, it, you you get used to the fumbly controls, and then you get good enough to complete the tasks that they asked of you. I, and me uh, and Steve got really good at Octodad. <laughs> it's a fun <laughs> game. <didn't. laughs> I, I'm wishlisting this one. I think it's interesting. I I'm not oh, saying I'm gonna have the most. I'm not gonna have like the most fun with it because it's one of those things. That it'll be like a struggle game. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to see how they oh. use the gameplay to. I got an idea just now. What's that? What? <laughs> This would be the perfect game to bring to Extra Life and sit one of our spouses down with it and just say, <laughs> make it to the third stage and see how long before somebody gets a remote whipped at them. Oh, very frustrated. Yeah, very frustrated. <laughs> like, no, screw this. This is stupid. <laughs> so tired. It is uh. supposed to be difficult to control him, but... It would be kind of fun to see somebody else struggle with it because I know we all played it separately. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, it is got it's got some subtext to like a story there, so some sort of like background. Uh, but you know, a couple of these really just like talked about like some subtext here and had like just hidden meaning, like Pain Party. Pain Party is a I don't want to call it a fall guys that's exactly like, what I would call it but uh, you are a man who is in purgatory and purgatory is going down wipeout as courses but the the controls and the physics are very very different they're very the the you hold the the jump button and then a meter fills and then once it's once the meter is like filled you can jump like 10 feet high there's a punch a roll and these courses are mean mm-hmm. mean mean oh mean. yeah starting from the beginning if you die you go all the way back yep which makes it very frustrating yes but there is hidden story and context there where uh, you can interact with people, and they will give you little bits of uh, conversations about how being in purgatory is just uh, just hell. They're all stuck in hell, and uh, you're trying to find a way to get out. And supposedly, by f- you know completing these courses, you should. Uh, now, the real thing to point out is that uh, while you are doing these courses in the main level, there are two men in uh, <laughs> wrestling. Uh, leotards and they uh, they're giants uh, one with a goose head one with a cactus pot head and they are just getting down in the background these giants (laughs) while you're trying to do the (laughs) obstacle course they are twerking it is they are juking Uh, i have video of uh, eric getty gettinger dancing at a convention very much like these men were and uh it's kind of wild just as you're trying to do these very dangerous obstacle courses and there's these men like coneheads and gooseheads just like working it hard, man. Just getting it done, you know, getting something done. Now, that's, the that game, the demo that we played, it was, it was just single person running through, right? The right. Yeah. multiplayer was not enabled. So if you had like... 10 15 other people running along the courses with you i'm sure it would be even more fun because the archers so your course the the first course it extends you have to make some jumps there's landmines and there's archers in the distance and they'll shoot at you so if you had some fodder or some people to throw in front of those arrows it probably would be more entertaining or even to watch somebody like overtake you in the race and then hit a landmine because yeah, it sends you all the way back to the beginning. You can what? also pick oh. up weapons. Yep. I love picking up the crossbow. I felt like um I just felt like the when you get hit, you're kind of stuck in a floaty knockoff animation. You don't really have any control, like air control at all. So uh, that's where I was like, "Oh, once you get hit, you're pretty much like done. There's no there's no way to like 
there's no directional input, nothing. So you're pretty much just like, oh, this is the end of that one. Just got to wait. And you have to start all over. This game, to me, brings about ways to make bad decisions. Like, every time you fall off, take a shot. Cool. I was talking to somebody. That's not nice. (laughs) I was talking to somebody recently about uh, my own personal YouTube channel. And uh, back pre-podcast, I did a a set of streams when I first figured out how to stream where I drank... I played Dark Souls and every uh, Demon Soul, Dark Souls, and every time I died, I would take a giant swig from uh, a forty ounce. I'd finish Drunk Souls. Episode. Drunk Souls. Yep. It was rough. At one point, I microwaved one because I was so <laughs> mad at myself. Yeah, I remember that. You were like, "Man, you were terrible." You didn't microwave it though. You threw it in the oven. Oh yeah, there you go. Right, you, you can't microwave really nice it because 40? it's got a metal band on it. You threw a forty in the oven. I wanted to, to make it, it warm to make myself suffer. I was so mad. <laughs> <laughs> so pain party. Talk about a pain party. Uh, there are bosses. They are in the demo. There are two courses. Uh, the second course is very is very funny because you're going through like sets of rooms, and once you get through the room, you go through a door, and like sometimes you'll just get hit in the face by a fish. Sometimes you get hit by face in the face by an axe that's just waiting to hang outside the door. There's a lot going on with these. Uh, but oh. I think that there is like this hidden message again. People, you talk, you get to talk to a lot of NPCs in the training room, and around the area, and they all have uh, pretty heavy stories that are pretty fun. So, did you complete any of the courses? Absolutely not. <laughs> Both of them. Did you really, Getty? Yeah. Oh man. Did you unlock more or no? No, it was just the two that I could tell. Uh, I mean, there was another doorway. I wanted to get to one of the boss fights because if you are checking it out on Steam, it definitely shows like you fighting one of the gigantic guys. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see what that's like. But for right now, it's just the two courses. Both of them different. I think I prefer the one with the doors where you're mm-hmm. trying to go from room to room. That one was a bit easier. But that first one, man, let me tell you, if I played according to Alex rules, <laughs> I would be dead. No ifs, ands, or buts. So mean to you. It is, really. Once you think you have it figured out, it always throws something else at you. Like, I finally got past the archers. Landmine. Oh, yeah. And the worst is that when you're redoing the course from the beginning again, and you're like, okay, landmine, got it, archers, damn it. And then you, like, get past the archers, oh, damn it, I forgot about that one landmine that I was really good at dodging a minute ago. The big problem I had with it was remembering that I couldn't charge my jump until I was back on the ground. Yep. So I would just run off the cliff because, oh, dang it, I started charging my jump just a bit too soon. You got to be deliberate. Well, we do have uh, two more early adopters coming up, but I think we're going to take our first break here and come back with some more early adopters. We'll be right back. And we're back, back with our second round of early adopters. I don't know what happened. We just got inundated with some good stuff all of a sudden. Uh, you know, we were talking and like, I'm still kind of dead, but we played some Dead Ink. Dead Ink is a top-down Souls-like yeah, where... I'll allow it. Oh, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Let me set the premise for you. All right. Yep. It's the future. There's a alien planet. Mm-hmm. You work for Hewlett Packard, and okay. they have a printing machine on this planet. Yep. And they use the printing machine to make a copy of you. You play as an Inkman. 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 That nice Inkman boy. So... I think that it's a play on, like, 
dead incorporated but at the same time you're made out of ink um mm-hmm. and it, it makes for very interesting deaths for your character because as you die it just like splatters ink everywhere and it's yeah so it's the conceit that you they keep re-uploading your consciousness into a newly ink printed body and as you unlock items you can print copies of them as well at the printing machine but there is a finite amount of resources that you can uh, afford to print. So you can't print like a full set of armor, but you can do a few pieces and like a weapon. Eh, it depends on how much ink you're able to accumulate from the baddies. From like fighting, which is very Dark Souls, dodge, uh, block, parry, attack. I was not good at any of it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that what... From Joel. I want to hear how Joel yeah. was at it. I... I like the idea of Ink Man more than I liked playing it. Ink Man. <laughs> let's, let's put it. Ink Man. <laughs> what, what is it called? Dead Ink? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is yeah. That the natural name? Okay. I and, and, you know, the funny thing is this is probably the closest to a soul's light I'll really tr- I could really try to get into because I, I didn't beat it or did all that far, but it wasn't for a lack of ability to move through stuff. It was more I would just fall off cliffs. Oh, yeah, man. you fall so, like a sack so of potatoes, cliffs. man. There's no distance. You can't, like, dodge and get a little bit of gap forward. It's, like, no straight down. So yep. the biggest gripe that I have with it, like, I can get past a lot of the, the systems knowing that it's a Souls-like game. Uh, the path that you're supposed to take is not abundantly clear at times, and so you have to search around and try and find ladders or safe spots to land on. But... The learning curve on it, I felt like I fell two or three times before I was like, okay, I'm doing something wrong here. And I could use just a little bit more of a nudge in the right direction, like point out that the ladder exists or do like a, (laughs) hey, maybe it's time for a leap of faith. And, you know, in Souls games, usually people put down the signage and it'll like hint at that. I think that Mm -hmm. the game could definitely benefit from having an online functionality like that to help beginners along well that and no, also there's... i think that with those games you do get like multiple paths and multiple ways to do something and in here there really is one path yeah so if that one path is hard to find right it, it turns it turns exploring the world into a puzzle unto itself because uh, you're sort of turning the camera around it's almost like this it's kind of isometric view or what it reminds me of sometimes is i didn't play much of this game but fez yeah. Sort of the Fez look where like it's blocky on the outside, you're having to tilt your perspective to find where to drop down or where to go up, like you said with ladders. And I think that that can work, but it is an extra wrinkle that makes it harder because of it, because you have to have that mindset while also juggling, you know, the action once you get to that point. And it's not always easy for me to jump from one to the other quickly. Uh I I like the world and the idea of death ink like the the idea that it is you are printing your own body into this world uh the world you're in is very very barren and sparse with some like foliage but a lot of just dry looking buildings uh there's light souls games it has a lot of mystery around what the story is and i think i think that would be what compels me to play this right now more than the gameplay uh but i can't tell if it's because i just don't like the gameplay or if i didn't spend enough time really investing myself in learning it but that that's my problem with souls games in general is that you have to invest time to get good at it but i i have a hard time hitting that threshold where i've gotten a good pace the i think what for me what uh you picked this one and i think really what the the thing that drew me to it is the top-down perspective that's not new but what makes it interesting and what like really directs the eye is that you are working your way down a massive tower. Sometimes crossing, sometimes crossing these very small bridges, going on just the edge of the rim, hopping down a level, hoping that you're not going to fall to your death. So it does. It really gives a feeling of vertigo. It it gives it inspires vertigo in a way that just feels uncomfortable. And I think that's where that's where I had the most enjoyment was seeing this 
spectacle of looking straight down and seeing because if you fall the whole level the whole game feels like it's built already the world exists and you can fall and just see enemies traps fountains you know the whole thing is just one giant tower so falling down it you see all of the the structures that are there for you to explore but you're just falling to your death and that's very like funny but also the the visual is what drew me the most <laughs> like that that's what was the most inspiring thing to me was just seeing the top-down perspective and seeing that the whole world just exists in this tower for you so it's kind of like having you know, the whole world in front of you and just like go okay i guess <laughs> i can do this good luck harvest the ink i guess right Mm-hmm. and honestly what a fantastic premise for a game because I don't have fond memories of needing to purchase more ink or even like trying to locate ink in real life. So for them to come up with something so clever, if nothing else, try it for the premise. I think I just saw an ad where Shaq, Shaq is hawking uh, printers that now you can just pour, they get bottles of ink and you just pour it in used to be able to do that too but people were more keen to purchase the full ink cartridge even though it was way more expensive they still are very expensive don't That's print stuff i switch to a laser printer lasers hmm. that's insane i know i just go to my local library pronounce you know library. every time li- it's library library uh every time i get asked getting to print something he says not tonight but today, uh, I say not tonight too. Uh, that was a stretch. <laughs> that was so bad. Did did you pull a muscle with that one? <laughs> I've I've been doing yoga. We played not tonight too. Two. Two. As well. Two? As well. So, <laughs> all right. So not tonight. The premise is that it's kind of. It's aping off of, you know, Papers, Please. It's a procedural where you take documentation. And in the first game, it was in... What they do is they take a a current political crisis and take it to, like, the nth degree, just really ramping up the chaos of it. The first game being during Brexit. But uh, in that case, your character is a bouncer, and he he has to take IDs and at certain points take passports because other countries are not allowed in these certain bars because it's during brexit and then during brexit they shut down all of the united kingdom and started putting military borders and there was political coups there was a lot going on in that game now your character is kind of a faceless character too so it kind of like it lacks a little something but now in not tonight too uh it is america and uh things have happened uh, Montana has been annexed by Canada. Part of Mexico has been taken over. There are, what, like 12 states, maybe? Everything's kind of split up into these giant, massive regions instead. And uh, you and your friends are going to protest how Seattle has gotten a little bit more on the military side and a little bit more violent. And your brown friend is kidnapped and then put into a camp in the Florida region where uh, he is told that he has to get his paperwork or he will be uh he will be what he um kicked out of the country but he is a citizen yeah mm-hmm. correct yeah uh the the police force the uh border control force is called martyr and <laughs> there we go m-a-m-a-r dash t-y-r mm-hmm. uh yeah so the the first not tonight as alex alluded to it's it is just you play bouncer at the front door, a queue of people line up, you check their ID and paperwork to make sure it matches. As the game goes on, it adds additional challenges and wrinkles to what you have to follow. Uh, the Brexit... So I, I played the first one. The Brexit... Uh, you and I both reviewed it for different uh, for different people. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, NWR for me. Uh, but it being set in Brexit, you don't feel too much personally about it because you don't live it. Like, it's... You, you read about it, you know, you see people on social media giving anecdotes about it, but it's still sort of like that couple degrees of separation because you're not experiencing it, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and so 
the kind of dystopia that they went through where it was almost like a big brotherish kind of premise inside in of things like it's it's hard to relate to that and also because i'm not in the midst of it you know feels like that well did they maybe go like six seven eighth degree and it was like three or four degrees too far in, in the sort of like logical conclusion of okay they think it's this now it's going to be this in the future uh the the u.s one i'm not sure if it's because we live here uh but it feels it feels more like a natural possible reality yeah for lack of a better word like it 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 feels like maybe they went two or three degrees past where we're at now rather than the sixth, seventh, or eighth degree, right? Uh, the idea that the country would fall into a civil war if things were to get too boiled over, it's happened before. Uh, the possibility of us being turned into like nation states and being annexed by one of our uh, neighbors, I don't know about that, but like it, it's within the realm of possibility, I suppose. So, so it couches it in something that is relatable to us in a way that I really appreciate and makes me more interested. Uh, you alluded to this to Alex, that the characters have character. Yeah. Like, like the, the characters, they're distinct characters with distinct personalities interacting with each other because it's basically a team of friends trying to get everything they need to save this guy. And uh, they even have communication back and forth via text messages and stuff that uh, flows really well, seems natural. And, you know, there's a couple fun uh, callbacks to the first game, too. <laughs> yeah. Is that that Dave and guy? The idea- yeah, yeah, the Dave, Dave guy. guy. So Dave was the uh, bar owner in the first game that you worked for a lot. And at the end of the first game, I think he talks about leaving to go to to America yeah. because he doesn't like the way Brexit is going. And then he ends up being in Seattle in front of this bar that you worked at a couple times. He's wearing like a, a cone on his head mm-hmm. and a very tinfoil hattish about <laughs> having like supernatural powers. And They kind of mentioned that like to get across the border, he suffered a lot and he did mm-hmm. not make it out great. Right. Uh, but the yeah. uh, that's that's the thing is that so you're you and your friends are trying to uh, go across country to get the, your friend's documentation together, doing the bouncer job while also traveling from different city state to city state, trying to you know get all the documentation and get it to your friend so he can get out of jail. Um, for me, this hit a little bit closer to home because it seems like that kind of stuff was happening, uh, especially in the around the Chicagoland area during the like some of the protests, the Black Lives Matter movement. And, you know, just stuff like that where uh, and ICE, ICE uh, detaining actual citizens uh, because of their nationality and uh, not really giving them the opportunity to prove that they were citizens. Stuff like that. It's just you kind of hear these stories. And, of course, that always uh, triggered that triggered me a little bit in that point. But not in a like not in a super hard way, but it definitely like it was like, oh, someone made it like gamified this a little bit. Like this feels a little close to home. Yeah. More than maybe I expected it to. And, and I know they, they advertise that they went out of their way to hire writers that are from the United States to try to, you know, embody the experience of, of living in the U.S. in some degree of this. So it, it it definitely hits close to sort of a tone that seems like within the realm of possibility. I, I, one thing I do appreciate about this game, too, is that in the first one, it was just about obtaining money. But there are different objectives throughout each of these. And there's even like a drone program they introduced by the United States <laughs> where if you pass certain things in a level, it'll give you extra perks and rewards. And there's like a life meter, a a meter that gives you like more time in the bar segments to be able to check IDs and stuff. No, Joel, and Joel tell, that, tell that story that happened to you. <laughs> yeah, so one of the parts of it is that you move from city to city after completing those missions, and there's dialogue in between the different stops of the states, like him narrating. One of them is you have to stop at a bathroom break, and the only thing that's there is a rundown diner. And uh, you run there to use the bathroom, and then you walk out, and some guy grabs you and says, you know, no no uh, restrooms for uh, non patrons so he pulls you inside and sits you on at a chair and the only thing on the menu is soup so you i ordered the soup instead of running away <laughs> and then he comes up and it's like 
I forget if it was like green or purple or something like that. And your choices were to, you know, try to excuse yourself or drink the soup. Well, I drank the soup. And uh, I died. Like the, the last dialogue <laughs> talks about you falling on the floor and then you feel yourself being dragged away somewhere. So, like. It's dark. Yeah, yeah, it is. But, like, also, like, the immediate kill segments like uh like a choose your own adventure book where you chose the wrong page it, it adds another neat wrinkle to this uh game that the first one like it was effective but it was very a one-trick pony yeah you know, and, and that's kind of what i felt like was that your character is kind of faceless there aren't there, there there are these little side missions but they don't really do a whole like a ton and mm-hmm. and so it, it just kind of felt like uh, it, it just kind of felt like I was going from stage to stage, just trying to like knock out what was happening and just kind of like, list, like, Oh, I want to see more of what's happening in the area, but I never cared for what my character was doing. And now I, it gave me this sense of like, Oh, I like this character. I like these people. I want to save my friend. You just want to see what a story goes too. Like, yeah. like I, a trip to Canada where you have to yeah. serve poutine as the customers come into the bar. Well, it's more like Montana, but... Montana. Wow. That was... How long were you waiting to drop that one, Joel? (laughs) I swear it was only a couple seconds. Okay. Episode (laughs) title. Episode title. I would be honest if I was holding it in for like 10 seconds or something. I was thinking like days. Like you played it over (laughs) the weekend. You're like, oh, this is Montana. Wait, hold on. Uh, right so it's like end. it's like the inverse of uh, when you get in a fight and you walked away and you're just like thinking of the cool response right then and can't go back. You already have it written down on your hand. It's already so written down as the episode title now. It's the episode oh. title. There we go. So uh, I don't. I'm looking forward. I'm going to attempt to review not tonight too. I'm going to put my hat in the ring on a couple of uh, the couple of places that I write for. I know. I'm sure Joel will be doing the same. Um, so look for that. Uh, really get hyped for le- these games. You know, we really had a great week. Uh, Pain Party, Dead Ink, Exhausted Man, not tonight too. Uh, I gotta say, you guys are gonna have some work cut out for you when I'm on assignment this uh, this upcoming week because uh, there's some uh, there's the Steam. Next Fest, uh, there is Inscription, there is Kaiju Wars, there's some... You guys might have to do a number, another uh, four early adopter episode. Getty's mouthing no. Nope. Getty's mouthing no. He, he's the uh, the vice president here, so... He, oh he man, the... I can't wait to host next week. I've got awesome. so many plans, you're going to be so upset. <laughs> I'm going to channel my exhausted man and do a gross slide out of here. Uh, let's take our second break. Be right back. Let's go into the backlog blog. Uh, and I'm going to say it just because I like saying it. And we're back. Back with the backlog blog. Where we play games that we are dying to talk about. Uh, Getty, we've been waiting to talk about some Deathloop. Let's talk Deathloop. Okay. Uh, there are only four maps in <laughs> Deathloop. Is that correct? <laughs> there's, there's five maps. I've only seen four. Is there a hidden fifth one? Hidden bonus map. Got it. Okay. Four maps, four times of day per map. Technically five if you count the beginning. You know what? All right, six. It's fine. I, I forgot. Never mind. All right. So get this, Joel. Mm-hmm. You get four maps, four times a day. Morning, uh, noon, afternoon, nighttime. And each map is different depending on the time of day. So you end up going into different sections of maps in different time frames and all of a sudden experiencing different situations. For instance, uh, I was in an afternoon and I went to a map where uh, they had said, oh, you got to find the guy. This is a fireworks show at the end of the night. You should find that guy. I go there in the afternoon and the entire shop that he had been uh, maintaining the fireworks had been entirely exploded. And then it says, oh, you should probably come back here in the morning. It's like, oh, that's what kind of game this is. That's what 
is happening here is that the game has a progressive bits of story that you have to find. So like some point I ran to one of the, and you have to assassinate seven different geniuses or these people who make up, uh, who are who like they, they, these geniuses in the arts and music and science, they've all come together to make this world, this little Island that they can live forever in a loop where they can do whatever they want because it's just going to wake up anyways. So whatever experiments they want to happen, they can do here and sometimes record it and remember some of it. But okay. overall, though, it's just you see these funny things where I killed one of the my targets and then I read in his diary and said, like, she's going to meet me on the beach uh, at, 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 at noon and I killed him in the morning. So that meant I should just reset the whole time, wait till noon, go there and find him and the other uh, person I do assassinate meeting up to like kiss on the beach and I can get them both there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you have to like plan out mm. these routes and the goal is to kill all seven in one, one loop. Okay. It's more or less it. But it's fun because no matter what you do, I, you could just pick a random map at a random time, go there, and if you explore enough, it'll start filling in info in your journal. You'll just start seeing pieces like, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. I found the combo for this lock, but it's empty. Maybe there'll be something there in the morning. Oh, I found that this person likes to go here at night just from like uh, like a note or a audio log or even just walking into a room and says like, oh, there's a there's a safe over there. I wonder what that's about. And it'll say it in your journal. It's like, oh, that's something else I should check out. So they do. <laughs> the more Every time you make a run, doesn't matter if you're there for like 15 minutes to an hour and just one map exploring. You're getting little pieces of information that will eventually lead you to the end goal. Gotcha. So the story isn't, it's very like a loose premise, is that you need to kill out all of the the leaders of the island. But where the real cool part of the game is, as Alex was explaining, you learn more about these characters as you go along and go through it, and that's where you actually get story elements. Because your character is a blank slate. He doesn't remember anything before the loop started. And there's weird stuff that happens during it that tries to, to you know, give you a little bit of foresight, but not too much into what the original story was. And uh, one of the things that I've been begging Alex to do is to use online mode because as you play as Cole, Colt, Colt, your counterpart is like an assassin that you can combat. And uh, she can invade your maps, Juliana, and she will come after you and fight you and you have to try and kill her to survive. So... Since it's got those rogue elements, every time you reset the cycle, you lose all your weapons unless you find a way to to keep them. And you have to try and survive from her killing you, <laughs> as well as hmm. all of the other elements of the map. Landmines, uh, gas traps, Trip ev- mines. everything's out to kill you. What uh, the, the, the invasion thing is funny... Because there is a mode that you can select that's uh, you can either break the loop, which is the story, or protect the loop, where you can play as Juliana and just go into people's games, and you can get points to get gear. And if so, if I get if if I get it gets invades my game and I kill him, I can loot his body and see all the cool weapons that he had and mm-hmm. take them for myself. <laughs> and you'll legit lose them in that skirmish, or no? If I'm playing and invading his game, yes. I don't get any points towards my progression at least okay uh, but you don't, I haven't tried it you yet. don't lose any equipment or stuff though you so by unlocking a different so you have to invade people's maps do different tasks quests goals whatever to get more points and then uh, the person would be able to loot yours but i don't know uh what happens if they kill you like outright <laughs> i don't think you lose hmm. it i think it just resets and you have the base tier of of gear and uh, I started to look at it, and the gear that you start out with isn't all that great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as it's arcane... But the more things you do. It's an arcane game. Uh, there's powers that your character can have. And uh, each of the 
the founders, they have their own special ability. And uh, you have to, you know, collect those because it helps you progress through the game. But when your map gets invaded, if you kill the invader, then you can collect whatever bonus ability she had on her. And you can use it mm -hmm. to upgrade your character. It's There is so much depth in the amount of customization in this game that you can play for hours and hours and hours, and I guarantee that you will not even get close to figuring out every single thing. And the 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 fun part about uh, the Juliana section is that they can also uh, convert themselves into an NPC. So they yeah. will they can look like an enemy. They can look like a normal fodder enemy, and then all of a sudden turn around and blast you with a shotgun. So it's <laughs> it's very there's very funny. Uh, kookiness to be had there and just silliness that you know and they lock the doors they lock the exits when juliana invades you and you either have to hack mm -hmm. a tower or kill her and so and then so as the soon tower. as you as soon as that you, you like all of a sudden you get a notification juliana's invaded you're like oh crap i gotta stop everything i'm doing and now i just need to like kill every enemy on this map because probably one of them is juliana or i gotta hack this tower and get out and it almost the, turns into a horror game. Yes. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. And so, of course, like it's got it's got a lot of the things that I like. The fact that you don't get penalized for going loud. It's very funny to go loud. There's a lot of things mm -hmm. that can happen going loud. Just like I, I went through with two Magnum guns and just started blasting people one by one. It, and the mission worked out just fine. What were you going to say, Getty? I, I was going to say... It, um, one of the things that I've really enjoyed is that there's several unique weapons. So most of the stuff that the regular enemies have is just like a standard issue. But there's some special equipment that if you do like a whole set of junk, you can figure out when an item will be in a certain location at a certain time. And those are the, the ones that I really appreciate having. And whenever Joel gets his PlayStation 5 uh, from Alex after this Borderlands movie comes out, I will let you borrow my copy as I have completed it. I've completed the Sweet. death loop. Oh, you beat Sweet. it? Yeah, yeah I, I know it's a running joke that I don't play bid games or beat them, but I, I am interested in death loop. That The whole conceit sounds really interesting, the idea of having to sort of piece together the right pieces of the time of day in order to chain it all together sounds really fascinating. Dying isn't that like, like a good mystery. No, dying is actually dying is just fine knowing that you at least uncovered some of the puzzle. It mm -hmm. feels a little like um Outer Wilds. Story the fact that like did you well, it's more about the fact that you you're the You rewind back to the beginning when No, not even that. The it's more about the fact that the currency is knowledge. Okay. Gotcha. The thing that you you can go through guns blazing and die, but you're like, well, I figured that thing out. I found that there was these three pieces of info, mm -hmm. and now I and you can just skip day. You can skip the like you can start uh, your loop and then just say I'm skipping to the afternoon because that's where I want to go and that's what I want to find out the next piece of info. Mm -hmm. I'm still early on because I don't have that as much time for gaming for like in direct big chunks. So um, because of that. I still am like, uh, I was like, oh, the next thing you want to find out is in the afternoon. But I'm going to go in the morning to a different map and just explore enough to get info and then just mm -hmm. hop back out and just keep going that way. But it's it's just that, yeah, your currency is information, and that's what is So okay many things that I want to spoil yeah. about this game. <laughs> but if you if I even hint at something, it, it could help Alex, like, abundant, like, too much. <laughs> It's going to help him too much, and I want him to have those aha moments in this game because there will right. be stuff that you're doing it, and it will be like the most innocuous thing possible, and you'll be like, oh, shit. So if I do this, <laughs> it could potentially lead to one of the guys dying later in the day. Like, that is... Yeah, you should really, you should really play, like, Outer Wilds. Yeah, that, I still That's need what to you're describing. You're describing Outer Wilds. So, anyway... So, uh, I did just look up out of morbid curiosity the current speed run for death loop is 18 minutes and 23 seconds yeah yeah i believe it 
You have What's to. What's the speed run in Outer Wilds? Uh, you really have to. <laughs> we we lost him. <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, it's been on my mind a lot. It's uh It's ten minutes, by the way. Huh. Nope. Eight. eight minutes thirty six seconds. Oh, okay. You found a faster one. Okay, I saw yep. ten minutes. More more power to people who do that stuff. It's always fascinating to watch, and I'm always in awe of how somebody can actually accomplish that. It's, it's a skill. Incredible. It really um, is. So, but and then uh, what I did also want to say about Deathloop is that it's just it's just funny. It's very funny. There's you figured out how at one point you figure out how to carry a gun over into your loop, and your character spent like from and there's like a little bit of brief intro every time you wake up into the next loop you start over, and there you have to you know walk from point A to point B before it starts the mission section, and uh, your character spends that entire time like, oh man. I got a gun. Oh my god, I can bring it with me now. I'm gonna name it. What should I name it? Yep. I'm. Should I name it Colt Two? No. Colt Junior. No. Colt Second. No. And it's like it's going. It goes for a while, and then like, and then Juliana talks to you through the controller, that speaker. Mm-hmm. She's like, "What are you doing? Naming my gun. I'm naming my gun." And she's like, "Well, that's dumb." And he's like, "No, it's not. It's not dumb. It's cool. My gun's cool." he's like arguing with her back and forth and it's it's very it's very it has a lot of character it's very funny so oh man Con- controller speakers when, when was the last time i saw a playstation 4 game use that uh, oh, well, uh <laughs> or, or the death or the str- color on death stranding the baby cries through your speaker okay i, I know uh rezo gun was one i always remembered because the announcer would say things through that but uh, uh alien isolation I believe also, and you can ugh. hear sounds through a speaker. What was that, Kenny? I was trying to think. I don't remember. Maybe Kill Zone. You guys are uh, real infinite. early on this. I'm talking like yeah, well, modern that, games, though. That's well. That's the last time I really remember. Like Infamous Second Son, you would spray paint and tag the walls and Shake stuff. Shake the controller. Make the rattling sound yep. when you did that. What about Control? I don't remember anything in the controllers there. Maybe I just muted my controllers and don't remember. Yeah, you might have done that because I believe Control does some sounds. Uh, Last of Us does. uh, uh, Last of Us does it. Uh, Transistor does it. Middle uh, Middle Earth. Infamous Second Son. Alien Isolation. I'm looking at this list here of uh, (laughs) controller audio games. Horizon Zero Dawn did it. Yeah, I must have muted them. I don't Uh, until Dawn did it. There we go. I honestly don't yeah, remember I'll... a lot of this stuff. I know that I played these games. <laughs> See, I I always prefer it, so I I, like, I I I think it's such a fun little touch. So whenever I, so I always keep that going, and whenever I, it happens, I'm always very excited. Transistor did it. Um, Warframe was a good one. I think I just play with headphones too much. Mm, that'll do it. Yeah, I don't I play do with too. headphones as, as often. Okay, so that was uh, Deathloop. Getty had a great time with it. I'm going to continue having a great time with it. Uh, we're going to transition into Extra Life Hype for November 13th. Uh, there's going to be a link in the, sh- in the show notes for Extra Life, and we are uh, pretty close to pinning down that schedule. As soon as we have a schedule pinned down, we will be posting it to our Twitter so everyone can tune in and watch what we're doing. We're going to be having a blast. We're going to do the spooky, scary uh, four-hour block right in the start. Possibly do some Exhausted Man now that Getty's uh, really into that game. <laughs> uh, let's see. If we're gonna, I, I'm pretty hyped, actually. I'm going to say we're, I'm going to commit to the Just Dance dancing. Gang Beasts on the Switch will be out, so we'll be playing that for sure. Oh, man. Some FMV time. Some What the Dub. We're going to have a really great time. Plus, tons and tons of giveaways. Tons and t- so many giveaways. We're going to give away so many games. It's going to be out of control. I'm thinking one or two an hour. One or two an hour. Sending out codes. Steam codes, uh, Nintendo Switch codes, Epic Game Store codes. We got codes for days. I think we have some origin codes. I don't think anybody wants some origin codes. We should just like, throw those in the trash. I think people can pay us not to give those away. <laughs> don't you know i uh, explicitly don't want an origin code please uh, yeah i think it's mostly uh, i think it's steam and origin codes we got a couple of nintendo switch codes and uh joel how's yeah. that nintendo switch oled 
Um, I might. <laughs> I've got a pre-order for it. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Uh, it's pretty much captured. So. So if we get an intent, if we get five thousand dollars, a goal of five thousand dollars, reached for the kids. We will choose one of our donator donators, and we will give out a Nintendo OLED Switch. There we go. It's crazy. Also, we got some physical copies of stuff. Some of the games that I'm done playing, I would wouldn't mind sending to some of our listeners, like Nino Kuni: Wrath of the White Witch. I also have some PS4 games, physical. So, we're gonna have a blast raising money for the kids. Also, Andre Cole. Uh, is joining Allison from Gaming Fix on our team. Raising money. Brock's working hard to raise some money. Let's all keep going. Now let's move into our one last thing. One last thing. One last sentence. Sending us into the weekend, new listener, into the weekday. For me, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very tired, but I'm going on, on assignment, so I will be gone next week. And then hopefully we can talk about some amnesia, see how much I can get played when I get back. But I'm thinking about diving back into Stardew. Also, I got my wife Animal Crossing New Leaf for her to play on the trip. Solid choices. That's solid trip choices. And also look out for an interview with Leon Chang, uh, electronic uh, video game music artist Leon Chang. I got that. I really had a great time. I think it's a good listen. Joel, what's your one last thing? I, uh... I already don't have a lot of gaming time lately, and my son is insistent that I play some Roblox with him. Uh, so, get ready for me to talk about Roblox in the future soon. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. That's a backlog vlog for sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> Getty, what's your one last thing? I can't help but uh, feel like video game homework is being pushed aside neither of you mentioned it so i guess i'll say it codename steam you guys should play it so that we can talk about it because i'm done like done done <laughs> okay that, that is my after amnesia game that uh we've assigned ourselves too much uh to do here so baby steps baby steps Daddy. amnesia is going to be for our halloween episode uh alec what's your one last thing I mean, we might have homework, but once Metroid Dread comes out next week, I'm disappearing. That's fair. Are you actually buying this one? Maybe. Depends on if I can find somebody to break street date or not. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where I will be out on assignment. So, Alec, if you want a bonus streaming day, feel free. Ooh. Uh, Alec will be streaming on Sundays. Uh, Joel will be doing Tuesdays and Saturdays. We're actually finishing Skylanders Giants this Saturday. I think we're going to switch back into something a little more long form after that. Okay. Uh, so TBD, but uh, I might just fill some things with like Smash Brothers or something like that for a bit. And maybe Getty will go on his PlayStation 5. What? And play a game on stream. <laughs> No, you know, I would, but it takes forever to get the code for the dual-layer authentication from you, and I feel so bad. Like, Alex, give me the code, and you're like, man, I can't. I'm doing dad stuff. Why don't you just have access to our Google, <laughs> or uh, what's it called, our Google Voice? That sounds like a lot of work. It absolutely is not. It yep. absolutely isn't. That seems like way too much work. I think I'll just focus on something else, like, you know playing all the games that i have to i'll buy you an elgato we can we have a we have a corporate credit card. i don't want a cat it, <laughs> quit trying to if peddle like your to re- cat if you'd like to reach us with questions or input our email address is mail at super and provide a review on itunes or the elgato streaming hardware of your choice or the podcast app or podcast app or podcast app you thought you thought i would just keep reading that didn't you who wrote that <laughs> I don't know. Thanks for listening. GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. GG. GG Alec. Good game. Good night, everybody.